Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined as always by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Uh, Paul, the uh, Indians got a look at Mike Clevenger last night against the Dodgers, uh, pitched three innings, looked really sharp. Uh, what did you see out of Clev uh, in, in his first outing of the spring? Yeah, I, I, you know, Joe, I think those things uh, that they're doing with Clevenger, Carrasco, and, and Kluber, uh, you know, it's kind of slow playing them on the backfields. They can work one or two two ways. You know, they can uh, get, kind of lull a veteran into sleep, or or you know, they can uh, they 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 don't change the guy's personality and, and and the way he pitches. And it certainly looked like Clevenger was full go right out of the shoot, and uh, he looked great. Three scoreless innings, uh, through you know, throwing his fastball had a, had a good breaking ball. You know, I I thought he looked great. I you know. I guess I would I would imagine Francona's heart skipped a beat on that liner back to the mound that he took off his hand, but fortunately it wasn't his pitching hand, and and fortunately it hit him in the glove hand and didn't didn't lose it, leave you know didn't break any bones at least in, that we know, and he, you know he stayed in the game, so I think that's that was a good sign, you know, a step in the right direction, and you know Clevenger's you know coming off his best year, two hundred innings, two hundred plus strikeouts, and that was certainly uh, you certainly got an indication that he's he's still headed you know on the on the on an upward plane. Yeah, and the the one thing that Terry Francona mentioned after the game in talking about uh, Clevenger's outing was that you know he he looked he looked strong he looked like uh, you know not necessarily stronger but just strong and said that he was throwing effortlessly that you know he he was throwing hard but he was he, it wasn't. We didn't take a lot of effort. It was just his normal effort, and the, and the ball was jumping out of his hand. So, you know, that's a, a good indication to me that that he's sort of fresh, and that that whole strategy of sort of holding them back a little bit, you know, maybe maybe can can pay off in in again getting him to that that two hundred uh, inning plateau. And he's such a hyper guy, <laughs> you know. That uh, you, I, I was wondering what you know, pitching like making three or four starts, three starts on the backfields would do to him if he how he would handle this adrenaline uh, last night. And uh, he, he seemed to do a good, uh, you know, he channeled, uh, he channeled it well and uh, kept it, you know, kept stayed in the strike zone. And, you know, he, he looked, uh, that was, if you're going to, that's as, about as good a, you know, spring training debut as you could ask for. Right. And, and you saw in that third inning, he did, uh, he did give up a double. He walked a guy, he got himself into a little bit of trouble, pitched himself right back out of that trouble. So, uh, you know, not necessarily what you want to see a guy giving up hits and, and walks, but when he does give up hits and walks, the key for Clevenger is to just, you know, refocus and, and, and get the next guy. And, and that's what he did, even in that just small sample there. Uh, so we've got updates uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, Carrasco and Kluber are also going to be pitching, or they have pitched on the backfields. I believe uh, Kluber was supposed to pitch a sim game either yesterday or, or today or at some point. Uh, Carrasco on schedule to maybe make an appearance this weekend and, and Kluber after that? Yeah, I think uh, right now, I think uh, uh, Carrasco went Tuesday through a simulated game Tuesday. Uh, he, if, if now, if he, stay, if he stays on schedule, he should go Sunday, uh, make his spring training debut Sunday. And uh, Kluber uh, pitched his simulated game yesterday. So I, I would imagine he's going to go Monday or Tuesday. You know, he'll be right in line there. And, uh, you know, and uh, so, you know, that, that it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I, I get the strategy more with Carrasco and Kluber, you know, this strategy. 
I, I'm kind of surprised they put Clevenger in there, but you know, it, it makes sense, you know, but so I, you know, and you know, we saw the results were, you know, last night looked fine, you know, but I think, you know, this, this strategy probably helps Carrasco and Kluber more, you know, they're older, they're veteran guys have got more innings on their arm. So I think that this is a wiser move with those guys. And the, you know, on the other end of it, you've got Trevor Bauer, who uh, today is is set to make his third start already. Uh, and he's stretched out uh, in his last appearance. He was out to four innings, you know, I not that much of a stretch to think he'd, he'd make it to five innings. Uh, at least that's probably the hope today. Uh and and Bauer has looked every bit as as dominant. He's he's using his new changeup, and he's he's still got the the slider that he developed last year. Uh, this is a guy who's who's coming in with a full arsenal now, uh, and, and he's three starts into spring training. Yeah, they might have to. Uh, Bauer might run out of innings this spring. <laughs> I mean, they might have to kind of like uh, hold him back a little bit before whatever wherever he slots into the the, the regular season uh, rotation. I mean, he, you know, the guy looks. You know, he he always says he's ready to throw. You know, two hundred. You know, not two hundred pitches the first day of camp, and uh, he's looked like it. He, he looks. He looks ready, and I'm sure he's motivated and. Uh, it's uh, it'll be fun to watch him pitch. Uh, just see how he progresses through camp. Uh, another guy who, who uh, you know showed us a little something in the in the game last night. Uh, Hanley Ramirez picked up his first hit uh, since joining the club, uh, an RBI single. Uh, he, he's his arrival has sort of forced Jake Bowers uh, out into left field and has made Carlos Santana that, that for, put him in that first base position. We know what we know of Carlos Santana. We know that he likes playing in the field. He likes playing every day and he likes playing at first base. Does, does Hanley's arrival and if, if Hanley can be productive and, and earn a spot in the lineup and force Jake Bowers into left field, does that benefit Carlos Santana uh, just in, in between the ears, sort of making him more comfortable, and you, you see what happens. As soon as that happened, he really took off offensively. Yeah, I think you know, I lo- he likes to play every day, like you said, Joe. He doesn't like DH in that much. I think he wants to be in the field, and certainly this kind of clears a path. I'm I'm sure Bowers is going to still play some first base, but uh, um, you know, this really makes Santana the first baseman. Uh, we're going to see how Bowers plays out there. Um, you know, from all indications, he should handle the job. I think he should handle the job well. Um, we, we don't know. I've never seen him play on a regular basis, you know, so uh, we'll have to see how that unfolds. But they seem to think he's, he can do it. And, um, you know, but they've, they, they've also said that he's a better first baseman than left fielder. So that's going to be – that's going to take some work, I would think, out there. But, yeah, I think uh, you want – Santana's a veteran guy. You brought him here. You know what he's going to do. I think you want to keep him happy. You want to keep him in the lineup as much as possible. And, uh, you know, first base is the way to do it. Yeah, I think he's up to like uh, eight RBI, something like that now. Uh, just in the he's last – Three home runs, three home yeah, runs. Just, just in the last week or so since that change has happened uh, and he's, he's playing more first base uh, and, and sort of knowing that he's, he's going to get a chance at first base, I think he's, he's really sort of taken hold and, and, and hit the ball real well. Uh, you talk about Jake Bowers playing in left field last night. He had a, a ball that he had to run in and, and catch and, 
and he called off uh, Greg Allen, made a nice play there. Uh, so defensively not worried about that. Uh, offensively, he led off the game with a double against Rich Hill, left on left. That's good to see out of, out of Jake Bowers. Yeah. He swings uh, and misses a lot. He, he's got some swing and miss in that, in that swing, so we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, out speaking of outfielders that are hitting, uh, Leonis Martin uh, just absolutely crushing the ball. And I think everybody, every time Leonis Martin gets a hit, I think everybody in the stadium uh, just kind of shakes their head and, and, and is happy for him just, just that he's out there hitting the ball. Uh, it, it, it'll be a couple of weeks into the season before we – we, we stop reminding ourselves, hey, this guy was almost, uh, you know, on death door uh, six months ago. Uh, also, Greg Allen uh, doing really good putting the ball in play, uh, picking his spots. And Oscar Mercado showing a little bit more pop in a home run last night. Uh, what do you think of the outfielders in that outfield mix right now who are hitting the ball? Yeah, you know, you know uh, Martin is probably one of the best stories in baseball right now in spring training in, in Arizona or, or Florida, you know, considering like what you said, Joe, what he went through uh, last year, the, his overcoming that illness, he had lost 40 pounds because of it. He's back. He's, he's driving the ball. And uh, so that's, that's, you know, and I think uh, that's encouraging because they really don't have a lot of established outfielders. You know, Greg Allen, I think has has, you know, come to camp with kind of something to prove, you know, is, you know, he's up and down five times last year between Columbus and Cleveland. You know, is this guy uh, a, a big league outfielder? You know, and, you know, I, I think what uh, Frank Kona said, you know, they, they like these young guys. You know, they like uh, that, uh, you know, when they get to the big leagues. But now it's time for them to help. You know, it's time for help to, for them to help uh, the, the ball club win. And I think uh, Allen is in, in one of those kind of spots. He was, you know, he came to uh, – Good year in January, so he's been there a long time. His preparation has been good, and uh, and Mercado, you know, it's interesting, an interesting, interesting player, a kind of a under the radar acquisition. Uh, last July, the Indians picked him up from St. Louis, converted shortstop that can run, and uh, you know, I don't think he's a home run guy. I mean, that home run he hit last night was more like a line drive that just sailed out of the park. But he can, he's really a good defender, uh, you know, and he can steal bases. You know, he has great speed. So, you know, that's encouraging. You know, that's, it's, uh, you know, all of a sudden now you've got Allen. You've got, uh, um, you know, you've got Allen. You've got uh, Mercado. You've got, you know, some young outfielders that you can, you know, uh, even if they don't make the club, at least they're down at AAA. You can, you can, and you can bring them up when you, when you need them. Right, yeah. For Mercado, I, I think – you know, I don't think he'll make the club out of spring training unless something weird happens between now and the end of the of camp. But, but just the confidence that he's getting right now in, in the way he's playing, if he's down there at AAA and, and you know, just sort of takes off, uh, he, he won't be more than a call away uh, to, to bring him up if, if he's needed. Uh, and, and Francona said that his, his glove was always going to be ahead of his bat, but the bat, the bat. He he was surprised with what he's been been seeing. He's pleasantly surprised with what he's been been seeing out of Mercado. Now there's outfielders that aren't necessarily hitting as well right now in that competition. Uh, among them, Tyler Naquin, uh, Jordan Luplo, who we we really haven't seen a lot of, and uh, a veteran in Matt Joyce, who we have seen a lot of, and we just haven't seen him hit. 
Yeah, you know, Naquin, uh, I know he's he kind of come, comes to camp, he, you know, he's really, I think he's put some pressure on himself, and, you know, he had the home run, his first pitch he saw this spring, and he hasn't done a whole lot since then. I think uh, he might be he might be pressing a little. Uh, I think he's just got to relax. He's still got a lot of spring training to go. I think he, I think eventually he'll get his game on track. Uh, you know, Joyce is, is a guy, you know, free, uh, you know, in camp on a minor league uh, deal, uh, getting a lot of playing time early in camp. And, you know, I don't know, you know, he missed some time last year with a bad back. I don't know if that's still an issue, but, you know, he just hasn't, uh, I think he has, I don't know, but the last time I checked, he was like one for 14 or old, old for 14 or something like that. And Luplo just haven't seen a lot of them. Uh, so I think he, you know, I've seen him get a couple hits in spring training. Uh, but I think he's still kind of the jury's still out. I, and I think he has an option. So, you know, that's, that's something to uh, remember there. Right. And you mentioned uh, with Joyce, the, the possibility that maybe he's got an out in his contract, like a lot of the guys on, on minor league deals do. And that might be a, re- a reason why we're seeing as much of him in the lineup as we, we have been uh, early on is to try and get him those at bats to, to be able to make a, an informed decision on him, uh, whether he, he walks before that out. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think you're right there. And there's this thing, Joe, there's, uh, there's this article, uh, article, uh, XXB in, in the major league baseball rules now. And, and, uh, Joyce kind of falls under that rule. I think if they have to tell him five days before opening day, if he's on the club or not, or, or, and, uh, if, if if they don't, uh, they can offer him like a hundred thousand dollar retainer, and he would start the year. He would start not a retainer, but a hundred thousand dollar bonus, and he would start the year at AAA, and he and he have an automatic out on June first. Now he's one of the guys that fall under that. There's a couple guys like Clippard, Flaherty, and Joyce are, are, are the right now. I think are those those guys fall under that that article. Was so that. Was that what Oliver Perez was under last year with the Yankees? That might have been, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you have to have at least six years in the big leagues, and you have to end the previous season um, you know, on, on, a, on a 40-man roster on the DL, and uh, you, have to, uh, you know, have to be in camp on a minor league deal. So well, that's well, something that, to keep an eye out. That, that takes all the surprise and fun and mystery out of – you have to tell him five <laughs> days before if he's going to make the team or not. Come on. There's no there's no red tag hanging in his locker like in Major League. Come on. That's ridiculous. Uh, hey, uh, a couple of guys who aren't going to have red tags in their locker, we know that. Uh, uh, Bradley Zimmer and Francisco Lindor uh, both sound like they're getting closer uh, to, to maybe uh, doing something here. Lindor, I know, uh, was still taking ground balls, hit pretty much at him, not a lot of uh, lateral movement. But, uh, you know, he looks like he's, he's progressing. And, and Zimmer, I guess, is just blowing through all of the, uh, the milestones on his recovery. Yeah, Zimmer is supposed to throw to the bases, um, you know, this weekend in, in Goodyear. And I think that, you know, maybe that's, that's the last step before he gets in the games. I still think they're going to be careful with him. It's, it sounds like, you know, he has to, they have to monitor his recovery time make sure he doesn't, you know, get kind of overextended with his workload. But, uh, you know, the fact that he's been throwing, I mean, he's been playing catch at 150 feet, testing his right shoulder. And I don't think there's anything wrong with his swing. 
So, uh, you know, it's going to be – maybe he's a little – I think he's definitely ahead of schedule. I think the Indians just are, are kind of at that tough point in a, re, in a guy's rehab where they don't want him to they – don't, they don't want to completely let him off the leash, you know, and, and let him just go full go. They want to still monitor him. So I, I don't know. I don't know if – you know, I always thought that he would open the season on the DL. Uh, he still might. There's probably still, you know, I, I would think the odds are probably favor that where they err on the side of caution. But, uh, you know, he's making progress. And Lindor, you know, I think uh, Francona said earlier in camp that just around March 20th is going to be kind of a key date for him. You know, the season opens March 28th. Uh, so they'll know by then whether he's, he'll be ready for the season opener or not. Uh, you mentioned Zimmer and, and his arm. Uh... When he comes back, is he center fielder or is he? Do you, do you maybe try and put him in left just to to maybe save his arm just a little bit? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. I, you know, he's got so much range out there in center field and such a good arm. Uh, but but you've also got Leonis Martin yeah, who can who yeah. can go out there and get him with the best of them, and and even Greg Allen can play center right. field. You, yeah, you know? I mean maybe maybe that's that's not a bad idea. I know he's played. You know the different outfield positions, maybe right field. I kind of like that arm in right field. Right, but uh, I mean, if he's coming off a surgery and you're trying to protect yeah. that arm, I mean, give him yeah, a shorter throw true. from left field. You, you put your guy with your biggest arm out there in right. I mean, yeah, that's not a right bad. Now, if he's eight months off off a of surgery, I don't think yeah, you don't uh, want him trying to throw somebody out at third base. I don't think. Yeah, or the plate. Uh, yeah, yeah maybe, that's, maybe that's uh, maybe that's yeah, maybe, you know, maybe that's a, that that would be a good way to ease him back into the lineup. He's not going to come out here and be like Mark Witten and and just have the uh, the arm cannon uh, be able to throw anybody out uh, back in the back in the day. Hard uh, yeah, hitting Mark Witten. <laughs> there you go. All right, last thing uh, I want to mention before we get to some some questions here, uh, the, uh, the your take on the uh, on the bullpen. Uh, it's been been better than maybe some people anticipated with this this hodgepodge this mix of veterans and and uh guys on on minor league deals uh you know, you know there have been a couple of games where the indians have had their starter go three innings and then uh, an inning each for these bullpen guys who come in and, and have done the job yeah i mean and, and it's interesting joe they've got like like they've got like three like three different buckets of you know, relievers that they can they can pick from. They've got like veteran guys like AJ Cole, Justin Grimm, uh, Alex Wilson, Tyler Clippard. So those guys are in camp on on minor league deals. Then you've got you know kind of your your kind of holdovers from last year or guys that were, were much more a little younger. You know, Brad Hand, Oliver, well not Oliver Perez, but guys we know you know that that we've seen from last year. Hand, Perez, Simber. Otero, Olson, you know Neil Ramirez, Edwards, Nick Goody, and uh, so and, and then you've got uh, you know you've got a bunch of guys, uh, maybe younger guys or guys we, we we really don't have a feel for, you know that that Whitgren guy, Cody Cody Anderson, Hugh and Mejia, Rodriguez, Taylor, you know Kaminsky, and you know some some guys like that, and so they they've really got an interesting blend of, uh, of relievers, and I think. Right now, you know, it's they're all they're, every with few exceptions. Most of them are pitching well. How many how many spots realistically are available in that bullpen? Uh, you know, besides, uh, let's say, Brad Hand, Adam Simber, and 
and Oliver Perez, who we, we pretty much know we're going to be guys that, that they're going to have on the, on the roster. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, with Simber, yeah, I, you know, I think he – you think he's on? I think I, on. I, I think he is. I think they made a big enough deal about him last year that they, they pretty much have to put him on, don't they? I think they like the look, a little different look, yeah. you know, and he's, ha- he's working on that slider now that should help him um, against righties. So, uh, I mean, against uh, left-handers. So, um, you know, I think Otero signed through next year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't see them eating it. I mean, it's not for – it's not a whole lot, but I don't see him eating that contract. Right. I think uh, Olsen, I, I like, uh, you know, I think he's had a great camp. Uh, you know, Edwards is kind of, you know, Terry Francona has basically said he's pretty much on the club. He thinks he's going to have a great year. Right, right. Uh, Goody is is a guy that, you know, is coming off the elbow surgery. I, you know, I, I don't know. He's got an option, so they could, you know, could send him to Columbus and make sure he's healthy. I think, I think anybody like Goody who has an option is, is, is not going to, you know, yeah. is not going to make it. And you've got a guy like Clipper who's really an interesting guy. Now, if he doesn't just come in and pitch, you know, he pitched well the second time last night. If he doesn't just, you know, just fall off a cliff from here to the end of camp, I think he's in there probably as, as hand setup guy. I, now mm-hmm. that's just me thinking. And right. Alex Wilson, you've got, you know, a guy that, you know, they, that they talked up that, you know, is an experienced bullpen guy, right-hander. Uh, you can pitch him in the middle. You can pitch him in the seventh or eighth. You know, I think that's an interesting guy. So, you know, you, you've got a lot of these guys that we, you know, the kind of the guys, the holdovers have, have options. And, uh, you know, you so they didn't bring Cole, all these guys into camp, like Cole, Grimm, Wilson, and Clippard for nothing. One of those, a couple of those guys are probably going to make the club. Right, yeah, right, I, 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 I think so. I, I just I, it'll be interesting to sit down and, and put pen to paper and, and figure out how many spots are left for you know how many guys there once once we get a little closer, maybe another week or so of seeing some of these guys pitch. And I don't know, does he carry eight relievers or seven? You know, I, 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 with that rotation, I don't think he'd have to come carry eight. But right, you know, I, I, he, I that, that's never stopped him before. He can't. He can't have enough. Francona can't have enough relievers. Well, and then when they're talking about expanding rosters and and adding, you know, a minimum thirteen pitchers or a maximum of thirteen pitchers, uh, with the twenty six man roster, I think uh, that that's going to change things too. But that's not for another couple of years. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's jump in and take a couple of questions here from from readers that submitted them, and we'll uh, we'll see what they have on their minds today. All right, let me uh, find out here. Okay, this is from Andy Meese from Sandusky. Uh, with Leonis Martin, the only established player in the outfield, do you think the Indians will will try to sign a free agent like Carlos Gonzalez or Adam Jones before the end of spring training? Well, I definitely think they won't sign Carlos Gonzalez because he just signed with the Mets. So okay, um, yeah, all right, yeah. So I think he's out of it. Uh, I think Adam Jones comes with uh, too high a price tag, and uh, the Indians don't need a center fielder. I, I don't think. Uh, I yeah, I think they're going to roll with what they've got. Yeah, I do too. I think they would have signed somebody before if if they were going to do that. They would have signed him before that, and you know, I I think you know. We've seen the kind of moves they're going to make. They're going to make Hanley Ramirez moves. They're going to make Tyler Clippard moves. Guys coming into camp on minor league deals, you know, for for a million, for for a million to one point seven five million, you know. So, I, does Adam Jones do that? I don't know. I 
Does he want to play that bad? You know, this established veteran guy. And I think sometimes with the veteran guys, you get to a point where, you know, you're, you, you, you're just not going to do that. You know, you feel like you've established yourself and you've got to come into camp on a, on a major league deal. Uh, listen. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is a, this is a question from Mark uh, Latva, Latvala from, I, I screwed that name up. Mark from Lakeview, Lakewood. He said, do you think the real reason the Indians have trimmed payroll is uh, to save money so they can sign Francisco Lindor. Uh, can they, they can offer him uh, a, a huge extension for him to, to keep him in Cleveland. I think uh, Mark goes on to say, I think once they uh, get rid of Kipnis's, uh contract at the end of the year, I think that would, that would really help them in that regard. Boy, it'd be nice to be able to clear enough money to, to, be able to comfortably offer Francisco Lindor a $30 million a year contract, but I don't think the Indians can cut that much payroll. I, I, I really don't. Uh, it would be nice to believe that this whole thing has, is part of a master plan that sort of keeps Lindor here for X number of years beyond his, his free agent uh, or beyond his arbitration years. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, and and I don't think that this that there's some you know some sort of creative bookkeeping that could make it possible for them to be able to offer Lindor what he's going to demand, which is, uh, you know, when he's ready to pop, it's going to be more than uh, Machado and and Harper. I think uh, I think he beats both their their contracts. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, Joe. I talked to uh, Chris Antonetti about it. He said, it's, it's, this is apples and oranges, you know, signing him, uh, the fact that, you know, some people may think the fact that he didn't go to arbitration with the Indians, you know, settled on a one-year deal, 10.5 million uh, bucks for the one-year deal was a sign that he would be open for an extension. He goes, no, that's, these are two, these are apples and oranges. He's, you know, talking a one-year uh, arbitration and a, uh, uh, an extension are two different things. And, <laughs> and, to put it, you know, to be honest, they haven't got any pushback from the Lindor side. They've got no, they have received no indication that Lindor even wants to do this. You know, to, is open. I mean, he says he was open to an extension, but there, there's no, there's no traction right now. So I don't see that. I don't see the cost cutting uh, being part of, uh, you know, some, some, uh, some plan to stuff uh, Paul Dolan's piggy bank to get enough money uh, to uh, pay, uh, Lindor for an extension, you know, three hundred million or whatever it takes. There's there is no reserve Lindor fund oh. in the uh, on the uh, the Indians books right now. I don't think they're uh, they're they're saving up uh, for that now. Any other? Uh, any yeah, other this takers? is from uh, from Sean Hankins from uh, Brunswick. Uh, he with with Chief Wahoo go with Chief Wahoo gone. Uh, will the Indians have a new logo? to replace uh, Chief Wahoo or, and Block C? I don't think the Block C is going anywhere anytime soon. I know a lot of people are wishing it would or, or you know, don't like it. It, it. it might be a vocal minority that, that doesn't like the Block C. I personally, I like the Block C. Um, as far as a new logo, uh, this year it's the, um, uh, the All-Star logo patch on their sleeve. 
and then it would be next year would would be the early or I'm sorry the following year so uh, 2020 would be the year that they could maybe debut a, a new look or a new logo or a new secondary type logo uh, like that uh, so so we might hear something you know maybe after the all-star game about you know ideas for that but uh block C's probably not going anywhere for i mean they've got it on the gates of the uh the ballpark i, I don't yeah. think they're going to be removing it anytime soon okay yeah no i agree with you definitely i um and uh i think um you know the block c yeah i like the block c my only complaint is like everybody there's like three or four other teams that have a c you know like mm-hmm. the, the cubs the reds uh you know, so, but no, I, I do like the Black Sea. And I, you know, uh, I think, yeah, and like you said, Joe, I think they, if they're going to make a change, it won't be, if they're, they're going to make a, 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 introduce a new logo, it won't be the 2020. Yeah. And I can tell you for certain, with, with almost certainty, that there, there will be no uh, Native American imagery uh, associated with whatever new logo they, uh, they bring in. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of like, feathers or, or things like that that you know that that they've been mentioned as a possibility i i really don't think that that's a you know a possibility there they want to distance themselves i mean they baseball wanted them to change the name of the team back in 2016 apparently so uh yeah they're gonna they're gonna keep distancing themselves from any sort of native american imagery yeah they i mean they discussed when uh, they changed uh chief, uh chief wahoo when they retired chief wahoo there was some discussion about changing the name, but I think Manfred and Dolan agreed that the name would stay, you know, so, you know, and uh, so now, now, you, I, now you've got to get a, you know, they, they've done different logos. They've what they did, the, the eye, the, the script eye, remember mm-hmm. that? Uh, mm-hmm. And so they could, they'll, they'll figure something out. Okay, right. one, I got one more here, Joe. All right. Uh, this is from uh, Jim Lisi from Santa Barbara. Um, you know, I, he, he says, you know, I don't see – this is him. I don't see the value in trading Lindor even if he walks away after three years. I say ride, ride, ride him out, ride him to as many championships or victories as, as possible, and then say goodbye to him at the end of his free age when he walks into the sunset as free agency. Then you can bring him back in – you know, five, six, eight, ten years down the road, like Jim, like the Indians did with Jim Tomey. But I, I can't. I don't think you're going to get equal value for him uh, on on the open market. And I think he's he'll help you. He'll help the Indians more than than you the help you get in a trade. Well, I mean, I I I guess I would agree with not being able to get equal value for him in a trade. That that's for certain. But. Uh, you don't want to be left holding the bag at the end of his, you know, arbitration eligible years. I think uh, he, I think he enters that third year. And if you haven't even come close to working out an extension of some sort uh, that even, even maybe before that his third year of arbitration eligibility, he's going to cost, you know, mega bucks unless, unless something bad happens between now and then he's going to be, you're going to be paying him $30 million anyways. So, uh, yeah, you're going to have to get as much as you can for him. You're going to need to get a haul for him of, of prospects. And I, I don't agree with the idea of just keeping him all the way through. Yeah, I think, like, like you're saying, Joe, I think it, it all depends. A lot depends where the team is. 
Now, all of a sudden, these guys catch fire, and you've got three more years of where they're winning between 95 and 100 games. They're going to the postseason every year, you know, and, and Lindor is a key to that. You know, I, you know you've got to be tempted to, to keep this guy and, and just, you know, ride him out and, and, and get what you can in free agents. You know, you make him a qualifying offer, and you get your draft pick and, and go from there. But if this team goes in the tank or, you know, they're obviously, you know, they've kind of dipped their toe in the, re- the waters of rebuilding right now. Now, if a full rebuild takes place, you know, then, yeah, I think you, you, you'd be foolish to hang on to Lindor for three more years when you can get a return for him. I think that's, you know, you've, you've got to – I think the team – the team's performance kind of dictates what you're going to do with these, with Lindor and, and guys like Kluber and Bauer as well. All right. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's just jump in <laughs> real quickly. I, I guess, wow, what a bummer. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, let's just mention really quickly uh, the news that came out today about the, uh, the first sort of all-star game uh, festivities and, and the, the preview of the Playball Park that will be happening down at the convention center and um, uh, outside on mall C and mall B uh, in Cleveland, July 5th through the 9th, uh, a really sort of a unique one of a kind experience because this year for the first time, baseball is real excited that they can put the indoor experience together in the same place with the outdoor experience. And even if you don't pay for a ticket to the indoor, uh, you know, kind of showcase thing, you can go outside and still experience the batting cages and, and the pitching machines and the concert stage and food trucks and all that. Uh, you, you know, Paul, you've been uh, to a couple of all-star games where they've had these fan festivals. Uh, ha- have you ever been around any of them or seen any of that stuff? And, and what's that like? Yeah, I love the fan fest. I love, you know, walking you. I, I don't get to spend too much time there, but, you know, I, I, I love walking through there people it's just a celebration of baseball but I have never seen you know the setup they have now you know I I didn't you know it was in Washington last year Washington DC but I did not see that part of uh you know the festivities but you know it sounds like it's it's cool it's like you know kids are playing baseball you and and what and in Cleveland they're going to be on the roof of the the other place, right? right. Uh, the roof of the convention center is actually a, a grassy area. It's, I believe it's mall. It's mall B is, is that one. Uh, it, 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 it's all going to be set up basically to, to have people come out and you can play bit, you can play wiffle ball, softball, baseball, all, they're going to have all sorts of different setups for, for families and kids to come down. It's going to be like the, the, the United Nations of baseball. Teams and kids and fans, players from, from all over, every, every city that, that has a team uh, should be represented there. And uh, the indoor experience they're going to have, the, the Hall of Fame is going to have exhibits there, uh, autograph sessions, free autograph sessions with players and, and Hall of Famers, and you know, a chance to take a picture with uh, you know, uh, one of your heroes. It's it, it really is going to offer everything uh, a baseball fan could want. And the, the Indians are, are excited. They, they're telling people, hey, you know, don't plan your 4th of July weekend, uh, you know, getaway trips or whatever. Stay in town because this is, this is big and, and they want people to be a part of it. Yeah, it is. It is the uh, All-Star game has expanded, you know, so much. Uh, you know, it used to be the home run derby, you know, kind of the home run derby. And then, 
the game and bang, you're out of there. Now, you know what? They've got uh, the uh, Futures game on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, all the top prospects. Uh, you've got celebrity softball games. You've got, bat, you know, the batting practice. Uh, and now, you know, with uh, the Fan Fest and, and all the different, you know, kind of things going around the city and, uh, uh, you know, the different, uh, you, know, uh, you know, showcases around the city, it, it's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's a great experience. You know, you have the All-Star Gala, I think, on uh, Sunday night or, you know, Monday night. And it's all, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure where they're having it this year. But, you know, they always have it at some kind of museum or something. It, mm -hmm. It's really cool. A lot of good food, music, and it's fun. It's, uh, you know, you've got to – it's something you need – you know, every baseball fan has to experience at least once because the All-Star Game is really cool. It's, uh, it's kind of like everybody's in a good mood, you know. The, the players are in a good mood. And it's just, it's just about, you know, the, the uh, celebration of the game. Well, the one thing that the play ball park is going to feature, the, the they, they mentioned in there, there's a zip line that's going to uh, take the, the, the people who ride it uh, up above all the action. You can zip uh, from one end of the mall to the other and to get a really good view of the skyline and, and all the, the activities that are going on. So, Hoinsey, I'm throwing it out there. We, <laughs> we put you in the harness. We put a camera on you. We get we get the Hoinsey cam going, and we put you on the zip line above FanFest. Uh, I think that would be a video that would, uh, would get a million views uh, real easily. Um, throwing it out there, just just so you know, Hoinsey on the zip line. Let's make this happen. You put me on a zip line, I might not come back, man. <laughs> what if I? What if the zip line broke? I. I <laughs> well, and you can't you can't let the folks half the readers you can't let them down there. Let them know uh, they'd be throwing baseballs at you. Yeah, you that's right. Hey, I went down when when they have that. Uh, you know when they turned a, a progressive field into a winter wonderland. What oh, was geez. that? That was Winterfest. Yeah. Winterfest. I went down the mat the Matterhorn that slide almost oh, killed geez. myself. From the from the top of the bleachers all the way into the yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> my rear end still hurts. Where where was the where was the uh, the GoPro camera? You could have borrowed Trevor Bauer's GoPro and and put oh that we got to throw that out to Bauer in the club. Yeah, me, me and Manny Acta went down the slide oh, on geez. saucers. <laughs> oh wow, that had to be wow. But I'm not going. I don't like zip lines, so I don't. I'm not going up in the air. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm sure we'll find somebody to volunteer for the uh, the play ball park zip line. Uh, Hoinsey, good to talk to you as we get ready for uh, uh, this weekend's action out in Arizona. We'll uh, we'll check back in next next week. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.